Hello. Uh, check one. Check two. Oh, we're recording, recording, recording. We recording. back from stressing, now we stacking blessings. Acting reckless, packing weapons, and connecting with the death perspective. The lone shooter, hold the tour, throwing to a hold your crew up. Now call your jeweler, it's Joey Doula. We gripping the iron, squinting the eye, and getting them lined up. And hitting from 500 yards, it's easy to lie in. What's up, what's up? The newest on the team, turn off the beam to stop your sneak, turn on the beam and off your feet, it's Jaffa Green. Yo, what's up? What's good? It's a little unorthodox for me because I'm used to, uh, I'm used to being in here all by my lonesome and I usually, I usually do this naked, but Jaffa's here, so I gotta... <laughs> <laughs> I gotta <be> dressed. <laughs> I don't know how I, I, don't know how I feel. You gotta put some pants on, nigga. <laughs> God, God damn. <laughs> <laughs> I I know I was on the phone too with your account, but like you got to tell me shit like that. <laughs> yeah, I, hey, you know I, I keep it harnessed. I keep it harnessed. <laughs> <laughs> I keep it in the holster. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Buckled up, baby. Buckled up. <laughs> Hello, world. What's up, Death Perspective listeners? We have a special treat for you this week. We have a brand new host, the incomparable Jaffa. Green, say what up, Jaffa. Say what up, Jaffa. What up, y'all? What up, everybody? Jaffa's a very good friend of mine, former co-worker, musician, uh, music extraordinaire, and an overall good guy, and we're glad to have him on the podcast. Thank you. Yeah. Thank yep. you, man. It's good to be here. Yeah. Drop your social medias there, Jaffa, so they can follow you. Uh, let's see. My social medias, let's see, I'm on Instagram, just like... Jaffa Green, J-A-F-A-R-G-R-E-E-N. I'm on Facebook. Uh, I don't do that Twitter shit, so that's pretty much Instagram and Facebook. Izzy, it looked like you were alone on the Twitter shit. Cause, uh, Man, that's, I'm glad that people leave my Twitter alone because I get kind of radical out there. <laughs> In fact, I probably need to just uh, get off of there for a while. I've been getting myself in trouble lately i've been you know i've been trying to increase my twitter presence to try to keep up with your radicalization bro and like you today saying you don't want to you don't want to what's up dog i'm on my ninth twitter account i keep getting suspended i can't even if i put my name i'm i'm immediately blocked bro i'm using like real shit yeah dude i'm using i'm using fake emails i got fake phone i'm using other folks phone numbers bro they got me so they got me so fucked up, bro. They got me so fucked up. You know, Jack Dorsey's <laughs> listening to the podcast right now. Mm -hmm. So, I mean, <laughs> you know who you are. Right. Well, I never got on it, you know, when it's... I never got on it when it started just because I just didn't feel it. And then, of course, you know, when we have those past four years of, you know, what's-his-face, I'm like, man, I definitely ain't fucking with Twitter. <laughs> what's-his-face. So, what's yeah. His face? <laughs> yeah. But he ain't got a Twitter now. I think he started a whole new, uh, his own little social <laughs> yeah. media. What's it called? Uh, uh, not fake news. Man, he's been, trying, he's, <laughs> he's been trying to do that shit. Some he's got shit. these apps and like, you know, of course, right after the election when he did not get elected. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, yeah. You, know, you had that whole uh, parlor shit that was like. Yeah, yeah. I, I was on parlor for a I minute was now. Too. I had a little fake joint on there. <laughs> I Yo, mean, we was like, <laughs> we, we was all trying to see what the enemy talking about. Yeah, opposition enemy. research, dog. I made the most racist profile I could possibly make or create. Oh, me too, me too, bro. Me, I was blending in so well. They loved me over there. 
And I, I even, yo, I even had like my, the white homies that are allies like get on there and say some shit, and then like friend me, so it looked like I had friends that was cool too. Right, you know right. I created a whole like network, right? <laughs> yeah, I knew, hey, I knew about January sixth before January sixth. Hey, oh, whoa. Deep, deep cover. Yeah, okay. I don't, I, don't why, I don't know why they they didn't know what was gonna happen. They was they was telling everybody. It was, yeah, it was, it was, it was planning that shit there. for a while. Yeah, it was out there. We gonna take back this country for freedom for America. <laughs> <laughs> so they do, think they're the best dancers. They eat all the chicken. <laughs> 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 think they're the best dancers. <laughs> yes. Yo. So, the way we usually start the episode, this <laughs> 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 segment called What's Good. So, we're going to crank it up. Uh, Jaffa, what's good? Tell me something good this week, brother. Oh, see, man, what's good? Actually, last night I went with my folks. We saw uh, Smokey Robinson at the Paramount. Whoa. Yeah, like we got my parents the tickets for Christmas. And so, you know, it was last night. And, you know, Smokey was one of those dudes I've always wanted to see. Um, Joe knows, like, you know, how I feel about Motown and especially Stevie Wonder. And, you know, Smokey was, you know, um, like Stevie's my all time favorite dude, but Smokey's definitely up there too. I mean, like, his. Oh, yeah. Like, his legacy. And the songs he's written, you know, go without saying. Obviously. Absolutely. Yeah. And, you, know, you know, it's 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 funny though. I please please don't take away my black card for this one. But for the first time in my life, last night I saw the Temptations movie, bro. That yep. shit goes so hard. Okay, it that, goes okay. so hard. Okay, deaf perspective listeners, we will see you next week. Yeah. You know, back in the day when, you know, you had to turn on the TV and just, like, watch whatever was on. Mm-hmm. You could, like, yeah. turn on the channels and there was commercials and shit. Mm-hmm. Each yeah. time I turned on the TV and I flipped it through and if I flipped it past VH1 or BET or whatnot and that movie was on at any point, I was like, well, this is what I'm watching. Yeah. Like, <laughs> that movie I, and the Jackson 5 movie. Like, yeah. just, yeah. just, like, those... Those cheesy made-for-TV movies, man. I love them. It was so good, bro. I mean, who in the entire history of cinema is a better villain than David Ruffin, dude? Like, this this nigga was the perfect villain. I loved it, man. I loved it. I don't know this damn group. I don't know why it took me 31 years to watch this. I don't know why it took me so long to watch this, but God, I'm hating myself. Wait, it took you how many years? What'd you say? I'm I'm 31. I've never seen it before today, bro. Oh, never seen it. But the film came out when you was alive, though, so it wasn't really. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. So not 31, but she was dating the movie. I was like, damn, is that that old? Like, yeah, yeah. Okay, now I have another question for you, Izzy. Have Uh you seen the five heartbeats? Oh man, I have not. I have not. My my wife, my wife, she already told me. I'm with him on that. I ain't ain't seen it. Okay, all right. Do you know about the five heartbeats? Yes, I do. Okay. Yeah. Like Robert Townsend, like yeah, classic, all that. Leon, who's also in the Temptations movie, is in the Five Heartbeats. Okay. Okay. Um, Oh, that's what's up. Yeah. So that's another one you've got to get on. That's what's up. That's what's up. Okay. Yeah. That's that's the same thing my wife said. Mm -hmm. Damn. Mm -hmm. Okay, so tell us more about the show, man. Uh, man, like how'd it go? 
the show was good. I mean, like, Smokey still has it, man. He's, uh, um, <laughs> you know, he's 80, but, you know, like, he's still getting up there. He's doing the steps. You know, he's still, like, you know, entertaining the crowd. He still has, like, a big presence. Um, you know, and you can tell he still enjoys it. He still loves it. He's still out there doing it. Oh, yeah. Um, you can definitely tell that he was so happy to be there, you know, especially after you know, two years of the pandemic, and I believe the show had been, you know, canceled and postponed several times. Mm. So it was just, it was just like good to be up in there. Plus, also, now I may need to have my black car taken away. Uh oh. But, <laughs> <laughs> that was the first time I saw a show in the Paramount. So okay, so oh okay, so Jaffa, as soon as you figure out how to get your black car back, I'm gonna go ahead and get mine because I have not seen the show at the Paramount either, my guy. <laughs> and it's right down the street. That's a sad yeah. part. The Paramount and the Fox are like within walking distance. Yeah. I could throw a rock out the window and hit them. And both. hit both of them. Mm -hmm. Yeah. Mm -hmm. Skip it off of one. It's like a lake. I skip it off of one and hit the other mm -hmm. one. <laughs> yeah. Legendary venues. Beautiful buildings. Yep. Hella comedy shows. Hella comedy shows. Yeah. Classic artists. I mean, the the Paramount is where you go to see The Whispers and The Gap Band. Lavelle Crawford. Yeah. Oh, <laughs> yeah. nice. Yeah. 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 Exactly. yeah. 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 I, I'll definitely be up in that guy, dude. And then you go to the Fox to see, like, Glass Animals. Uh, yeah. <laughs> like all the, okay. All the, all the hip joints. Yeah, yeah, yeah. yeah. All the hipster, all the hipster bands. Yeah, no, nah, nah, I saw uh, Tame and Paula there twice. Word. So, nice. So, yeah. That's what's, That's what's up. All right, so Joe, what's good with you? What's good with me? I had uh, I had friends from college come and visit uh, my, my good buddy Chris Rames and his wife Lindsay. Um, they came to visit on Friday, and we spent the whole day in SF, and I think I walked every hill in SF on uh, <laughs> Friday. <laughs> so, so my calves and my quads and my glutes are not saying it's good, but uh, yeah. <laughs> it was a really good time. It was a really good time. We stopped for breakfast. We went and had some coffee. Went down to Pier 39. Did the whole tourist thing. And then uh, mm -hmm. that That's evening, you know, I had to take them to one of my favorite spots in SF, the Moon Gate. So we went to the Moon Gate Lounge. And then we popped over to the Warfield and saw. Y'all familiar with uh, Jason Isbell? Yes. Okay. So I, I don't. I like Jason Isbell's lyrics and I like what he stands for, right? Mm -hmm. But I can't really get down with the music, man. It's just so close to like <laughs> I mean, the yeah, country I mean, music I avoided my entire yeah, life. Yeah, I mean, like, he's I, one of the new country dudes, yeah. but like not like modern pop country, yeah. but like alt country or just kind of like hipster country and that was such a new genre for me man i didn't know how to feel when well, music yeah, came on yeah cats like him um like Sturgill simpson like yeah 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 that you know i'm not i'm not hating on it i'd no. rather hear that than the than, than the bullshit but you know it, it was it was cool it was yeah. cool you know we saw the end of the show it was it was nice they stayed a little longer they went wine tasting stuff up in sonoma and now you know your boy got nice. work. i can't take the whole week off you know what i'm saying your boy got work. you know but they had a good time you know shout out to chris and uh and, and, and Lindsay. so i'm gonna tell y'all uh something else is good um izzy i don't think i've told you yet this just happened the past couple of days my uh my godfather is staying with me for for a while he's oh okay in, okay mm, he's a he's in a transitional stage between homes and get this, he is 115 years old. Damn. That's Damn. Crazy. Give it up for him. 
He's literally like the <laughs> oldest dude that I know. He's or getting know around. Of. He's getting around. Too. Wow, yeah. dude, how's he holding up? Uh, he's he's actually holding up pretty well. Dang. Uh, to everybody's That's crazy amazement here, right? My <laughs> sister's uh, my sister's here, and she's helping me take care of him. Okay, uh, at the moment. Um, but yeah, that's what's good. Yeah, yeah. So uh, so Izzy. Hey. So Izzy. Hey. <laughs> what's good, bro? <laughs> Tell me what's good. With you. <laughs> Man. Uh, this hustle, bro. This hustle is good. I, I got a, I got a nice little, uh, side piece that I accidentally stumbled upon with my cousin. So he is, uh, <laughs> wait, 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 wait. Can you say, can you say this on the air? I'll, I'll yeah, 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 yeah. Okay. I can, I can say this. I want you to relinquish any say this. you know, on the basis of no, the no. Go to <laughs> <laughs> oh no, I know my rights now. Hey, I know my rights now. I ain't never stumbled upon a, a side job with my cousin. Oh, that's oh. Right. Well, Cuz put me on. Cuz put me on. Now he um he like he like to make little petty bets. You know he'll um he plays basketball, so he'll. You know, bet on his games, he'll bet on other games, you know, little minor stuff. And um, but a very competitive dude, and so is so is his circle, it's come to be. So he texts me, he's like, Hey, I need your help with these chess moves. Um, I'ma send you a screenshot. And this dude, he's he he swear he's the best, but I know you're gonna beat him, and he's gonna keep putting in money, he's just gonna keep up in the bet, keep up in the bet. And after a certain point, I'll break you off. Nigga. Boy, that's a gold mine for you. That's Nigga. A for you. <laughs> I've been I've been running games of chess back to back to back, bro. And cuz just keep hitting the cash out, bro. <laughs> uh, make that money. So, <laughs> so I'm I might I might have to rock out with this for a little while. I don't know how long it's gonna last, but uh it's definitely it's definitely put some gas in the tank, bro. I'm gonna That's tell you straight up. I, I've always been very very intimidated by you and your chess game. Um, and oh, don't be. I, well, we Please don't be. We, we we ain't never played, but I, I'm I'm thinking like next time we get together, we're gonna have to break out the chessboard, and you're gonna have to yeah. spank my ass all the way up and down. <laughs> <laughs> now, have you ever have you ever played our um our friend Obi Obadiah? I have not. I think the only Ugh. the only ones in the crew that I've played is Jason, Luis, and Flux. Okay, okay, man, Obi's man, nice man. Obi, Obi is a mastermind. Obi is, yeah, he's a whole nother beast. So don't even don't even worry about it when it comes to Obi. Okay, so the side hustle is working out. You know, it, it, like I said, it ain't nothing big. Feds get off my back. IRS get off my back. <laughs> but you know, it's, it's 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 nothing too extreme. But yeah, man, I've been I've been running these games of chess, and uh, it's been paying off. So that's pretty fun. That's new. That's what's up. That's, that's what's, what's up. up. All right, guys. So um, that's what's good. I think we're gonna dig into a couple uh current events. Izzy, you got a uh, you got a current event for us this week? Something we could chop it up about? Yes, sir. I got one, man. Um, so. The trial for Brett Hankinson, who is one of the officers involved in the Breonna Taylor shooting, his trial started uh, February 23rd, and Hankinson is being charged with three counts of wanton endangerment. It's an, that's a low-level felony with up to five years in prison. Excuse me. I'm stuck. Let me run that back. Let me run that back. We did um, say with up to five years of privilege in a in a, <laughs> in, a, in, a low, in a low security prison. <laughs> five years of privilege. 
God damn it. Okay, okay. So so he's charged with three counts of wanton endangerment. And that's a low-level felony with up to five years in prison for each count. And uh, also, Officer Hankinson, he fired 10 shots into a neighboring apartment to Brianna Taylor's from outside of her apartment through a patio door and a bedroom window. The DA said that Hankinson was shooting in a totally different direction than the other two officers. And so the three counts in this case are for each occupant in the apartment, a man, his wife, and their unborn son. As far as the trial goes, is 10 men and five women jurors over the case, and the court declined to release any information about their races. Because it's been so long, and I'm sure everybody already knows, I don't, you know, I won't go into the details of the Breonna Taylor case because everybody knows. But um, I think it says a lot, man, that none of the officers are being charged for Breonna Taylor's wrongful death. But here we go. Here we have an officer being charged for the endangerment of a neighbor. And fun fact, the neighboring family is white and a black family upstairs from Breonna Taylor. Her, their apartment was shot up as well, but no charges were filed for that. Well, isn't that a coincidence? Hmm. Huh? Yeah. How does that, that work? So if you let if you let off hot rocks in somebody's apartment and they happen to be Caucasian, that's that's all bad, bad bad man bad cop yeah bad cop but if you let off hot rocks in somebody's apartment they happen to and be black innocent, then now now <laughs> oh y'all killing killing my soul <laughs> but but i'm just you saying know, what it looked like bro this is what it looks like it, right and it, 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 it looks so fucked up and and who knows it, it might be that the black family upstairs you know didn't want to press charges or something something ridiculous like that but either way like i'm sure the city can can file that like that's that's endangerment i am highly that's endangerment doubtful. i am highly doubtful that the black family upstairs did not want to file <laughs> <laughs> come on come right on. Yeah. especially especially in, especially in this situation yeah but you know even everybody in the firearms world you know knows you are responsible for every bullet that leaves your gun, you know, and you're, you're, you're a cop. You're a cop. Yeah. You're supposed, well, you to, supposed to be an example. Well, and then that's the frustrating thing is that what we're feeling is that, the, that there's not enough accountability on the police to mm. actually be responsible for every bullet that leaves their gun. It's frustrating because... I mean, I don't know anybody that actually wants to be a police officer. But <laughs> right. yeah. not personally, at least. No, no, <laughs> not personally. No one I hang out with. Um, but, but unfortunately, it's like who we're seeing that are signing up to be police officers are these guys that uh, you know they were either you know bullies mm -hmm. or they have like yeah. a very strong like you know military obsession mm -hmm. you know mm -hmm. right. fetish what have you blah 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 like these guys are just kind of these like alpha male dickheads for lack of a better yep. term yep and misogynistic yeah wife beaters absolutely yeah it's like you know <laughs> oh like, yeah For, 40 percent of cops you can see it and, 40 you know, of, of of cops beat beat their wives man that's a real statistic 40 percent yeah it's you know, it's fucking horrible because like now these are the guys that are signing up for law enforcement and we know that there needs to be a, a stricter tougher 
you know, they just need to evaluate and also mentally evaluate these people more to see if they're fit for duty. I mean, you know, if we if, if we're completely honest here, we we know we know what the role of police are in our society, right? And that's border mm. patrol, right? Yeah, to slave keep, patrol, right? To keep the have-nots out of the areas of the haves, right? And to protect mm. property, right? And mm. when they say to serve and protect. They ain't talking about the us. People. They talking about the property, dog. Yeah. <laughs> they talking about right. The <laughs> right. <laughs> we we serve the system. We protect the property. That's exactly. That's, it. It. That's exactly what it is. Okay. Okay. I, I digress. Uh, Izzy, continue, please. Yeah. Look. You know. Like I said, man. I I won't go through all the ta- the details about the Brianna Taylor case because anybody who's you know listening to should know, but. On top of this is so much, so much sketchy shit going on around that case, man. Um, an officer was shot during the raid, Officer Mattingly, but it's still unclear if it came from Mr. Walker's gun. Mr. Walker was Brown Taylor's boyfriend, of course. Um, he only fired one shot, and that bullet was found with no blood on it. So it's likely that this other cop who's shooting from outside the building into windows that are that have curtains that he shot his own partner um the guy who was on the warrant glover the cops offered him a plea deal if he testified that brianna taylor was part of his drug dealing she was not um it's been at least two jurors that said the attorney general coerced the jurors and, and misrepresented them he stated that the jury agreed the officers were justified in the shooting, and the juror said that's not true. Another anonymous juror outright said he felt the police were covering it up, or they they felt the police was covering it up. Oh, and, not um, them. <laughs> <laughs> they never covered anything up. Yo, so, okay, so it, it seems to me like, uh, and this was in Kentucky, right? Yes, this yes, was in Kentucky. Yeah, okay, so, I, I mean, I... I, I'm, I'm speaking, I, I guess, on um, policing in quite a few states that I'm aware of, but it seems to me like they are out there behaving like a bunch of trigger-happy cowboys and uh, letting off shots willy-nilly um, with zero accountability. Is, 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 that, is that a fair assessment, Izzy? I, I would say so, man. I mean, yeah, yeah, it's, it's, it's like that out there, man. It's like that out there. And, and like you were saying before, um, that's how we, that's how the role has been for such a long time. It's almost normal. Yeah, and not only that too, but you know, and no offense to anyone out there, but uh, Louisville's been known to be a racist city. Like, yeah, absolutely. I'm, I'm gonna go ahead and say personally. He said no offense. I'm gonna go ahead and say personally. If you're offended, good. <laughs> uh, but you know, who <laughs> <it is. laughs> you should be offended. I'm offended. I mean, no, I mean, I mean, I mean, no offense to the non-racist people out there, yeah, okay. but but then, uh, of, of Yeah, but then if you're out there, y'all know, y'all know what it is. Okay, well, residents of Louisville, yeah, you know what's up. Residents of Louisville, do better and talk to your um, neighbors because uh, this is crazy right yeah. now, right? I mean, I mean, I'm 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 an American, and I use my Second Amendment. These people came in in plain clothes. If you kick in my door in plain clothes, I don't know that you're a police, so I'll do what I'm trained to do. And was it was I it do there, what I'm supposed to do? Wasn't there a witness on on the scene that said that they didn't hear the police announce themselves at all in there, in that part of the case? So the New York Times interviewed twelve people who lived in that apartment. None of them said that they initially. Um, Eleven said that they heard nothing. 
They said they heard no announcement of police and they heard no knocking. And one of those people were outside smoking a cigarette at the time. Another guy did an interview with Vice. And when he did his interview with Vice, he said that he heard nothing. Then he was interviewed by the police and he changed his testimony and said that I heard it's the cops. That's what he said he heard. It's the cops. Now, when the fuck has the police ever come to your door and say, it's the cops? I, 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 I don't, I, no, I never. Not never. No. Not I, never. No. And, 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 you know, and not on any movie or TV show. Right, right. right. <laughs> <laughs> well, I mean, that, that might be the exception. It might just be on TV, but in real life, that doesn't <laughs> <laughs> I don't care like, if you're watching, like, Lethal Weapon or they what. Pull the thing, you know, they pull the cake out. It's But, yeah. <laughs> like, you know, they were like, you know, they were at least like, police, open the door, right, right. battering ram, bam, right, yeah, <laughs> like after that, but I've never heard anybody say, it's the cops, right, it's right. the cops, yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah a police officer calls themselves a cop, yeah, it's the, co- it's okay. the cops, so, right, not, not since the fucking 30s, bro, <laughs> yeah, yeah, see, yeah, see, cops, yeah, I felt the copper, yeah, <laughs> um, so, <laughs> Um, it's, it sounds like to me, like, uh, this, this might've been some kind of, um, home invasion done by the police officers, a lot, uh, very similar to the Dirty Red Dogs in Atlanta, Georgia. In Georgia, run yeah. Run the dope boy's house, mm-hmm. you know, uh, do whatever they wanted to, whether it be legal or illegal, take the dope money, take the dope, because they thought, they thought that Breonna Taylor had her ex in there right and that he had right he had thought, he was right? supposedly and living there yeah right mm-hmm. yeah i think that they were yeah. they, they were up to something nasty yeah here. you know plus it's basically just like you know 80s lapd tactics too yeah because you know yeah i mean it's, it's it's constantly been on record and been documented you know and and Compton, South Central, just that Here in Oakland. Era. In Oakland. Here in yeah. Oakland, the riders. Yeah, yeah. definitely. You know, the, you know the movie Training Day? Yeah. So those yeah. cops were based upon a group of cops here in Oakland. <laughs> like that. Oh, damn. Yeah. 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 All right, all right. Yeah, yeah. I didn't know you liked to get wet. <laughs> <laughs> I didn't know you liked to get wet. <laughs> But, um, cases on all you niggas. <laughs> <laughs> <Super random. laughs> <laughs> all right. So, uh, what, so, so what, what's the, what's the conclusion here? Is he? Yeah, man. Um, as, as far as this, as, as far as this one cop who was, you know, who's has wanton endangerment charges, he's shooting from outside of the apartment into a area where he can't see, um, his his case is still ongoing. Like I said, it started on the twenty third, so we'll see what's up with that. But um, I I want to know one interesting thing that people may not know. Um, in October of twenty twenty, Officer John Mattingly, the one who was shot in the leg, he actually countersued against Mister Walker, and he's suing over the gunshot that severed his femoral artery, and he alleges battery, assault, and emotional distress. In the suit, now Mr. Walker's, you know, Breonna Taylor's boyfriend, the one who sh- who fired the one shot to y'all kicking in his door. The suit also says that Mr. Walker's response to the officer's raid was, and I'm quoting now, outrageous, intolerable, and offends all accepted standards of decency or morality. And man, the sickness and boldness of this man really embodies the backwardness of America. 
to turn around and blame this man for legally bearing arms, defending his life, family, and property. Y'all murder this love and say that his actions are intolerable. To me, that sends a message that they want us to be weak and docile and accepting of abuse and oppression. Now, correct me if I'm wrong, but di didn't you say that the only bullet that came from his gun had no blood on it? Didn't, didn't no it, blood on it. Okay, so how in the hell he are they saying one bullet. that the bullet uh, severed his femoral artery if... I'm, I'm confused here. I, I think I'm lost here. Um, is that is that is that case? Is that civil case still still going on or what? Yes, it is. It is. Okay. So, so we have we have no update on that countersuit yet. Okay. So please keep us updated on that because I'm very interested yeah. in, the, in the outcome of that one. That, yeah. This yeah, is crazy, please, dude. Like, that's this is a crazy case. And, I mean, it's you know, it's it's obviously a tragedy. What what happened to Breonna Taylor? You know, we're right. still you know mourning her. And right. just like the more details and the more stuff that comes out, it's just it's it's sickening. It gets worse and worse. Yeah, it gets worse and worse. Man. Yep, yep. All right, so yeah, let's keep our fingers on the pulse on that one. I feel like I say that a lot. Let's keep our fingers, <laughs> fingers on, the on the pulse. Keep our fingers on the pulse. <laughs> okay, I think uh, I think the incomparable Jaffa Green has a story for us. Okay. Jaffa, want yeah. to take it away? Yeah. So um, this happened in Portland last weekend. A uh, 43-year-old man is under investigation for a Saturday night shooting. This was not uh, this previous Saturday, but the one before. Um, a shooting that left one person dead and five others wounded at a protest against police killings. Witnesses say Benjamin Jeffrey Smith confronted Black Lives Matter demonstrators calling them terrorists before opening fire within 90 seconds of arriving on the scene. So basically it's like... You have this uh, anti-police protest. You, know, you have this, you know, people uh, that were actually uh, LGBT, um, mm -hmm. and they were, you know, wanting to stand up for people of color and Black Lives Matter. And basically, just one guy just got in and he just started saying a bunch of, you know, off the wall shit, like racial stuff, like homophobic stuff, and then just started like firing on people. So was it was he alone or was this a was uh, part I of believe he was alone, yeah. Gun, yeah. Like okay. this was a lone gunman situation basically. Okay. okay. Um, and then so it said that uh, officers responding to Normandale Park Saturday found one woman dead and two men and three other women were injured and taken to the hospital. Okay. Um, so it's you know it, it's this story is interesting because it's like you're seeing like both sides like coming together and clashing in their like ideology. Right. Um, you know you have someone that's the like, convergence of polar opposite basically ideologies. Yeah. Right? Basically, okay. yeah. Just like you have people that are wanting to stand up for each other, especially when. You know, because we're also in a because we're also in a time where you know people will stand up kind of for their own causes or their own things. It's like you know, right. like we have you know, Black Lives Matter. We have people of color. You know, we also have you know our brothers and sisters and like the LGBT and trans people and their struggles and all that. It's very easy to get focused on our own individual causes right. and things like that yeah. so you know it's very important for us to support each other 
Um, right. But I think it's important that we that we understand the intersectionality of all yes, this, right? Exactly. And, and understand that if, if you're an oppressed person, then I mean you gotta stand in solidarity with all oppressed peoples because together we have numbers and we're strong. Absolutely. Right. 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 Yeah. And the opposition knows that yeah. and they get scared by it. And well, so and that's why they sow division. That's why they sow division, right? This is what happens, mm -hmm. yeah. This is totally what happens. Um and then, you know and, and then also what's sad is that, you know, you have the other side that feels that, you know, they're not being heard, they're not being blah, 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 and then now they're gonna, you know, take up arms and do violent things to be heard. And the fact of the matter is, it's like, you know, we're still living in a capitalist, you know, mm -hmm. white Christian mm -hmm. country. Mm -hmm. It's funny that when you talk to certain white Christians, they feel like, oh, no one's listening to us, and no one was like, well, no, there's still a church on every corner. <laughs> yeah. Still, you know, yeah. Uh, you know, despite what's happening and our culture kind of, you know, evolving away from that, we're still a, a Puritan Christian oh, country. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Exactly. The, yeah. the only difference is now you have to see an interracial couple on, on your commercials. That's literally the only difference. Oh, my lens! Oh! <laughs> clutch your pearls! Clutch your pearls! Here they come, man. Here they come. You know, and, and so then just like, that's kind of like the sad thing that this is happening. And it's also frustrating to me because, and we all know how this is. It's like, we've heard um, us as black people be described as, you know, savages, yep. animals, yep. you know, monkeys, yep. um, all the shit. But when we're talking about uh, domestic terrorists, mm -hmm. uh, active shooters, mm -hmm. it's mostly white men. Yep, this is true. Yeah. This is true. yeah. And so that's the question that I want to ask is like, well, who's the real savage? Mm -hmm. You know, like, mm -hmm. who is the real terrorist? Who is, you know, the person right, that right. is going to just like choose violence? Well, and you know, and, and this is this is the thing too, right? I mean, and, and we're we're not we're not uh, glossing over the fact that there is violence in the black community because that's always one of the good the talking points yeah, for the right. Absolutely. Oh, well, what about black on what black, about crime? black on right. black crime? The majority of that is not terroristic crimes no. and shootings. It's for a purpose, whether yeah. it's a turf dispute or whether it's a domestic money. dispute or whether it's money mm -hmm. or you know what, whatever the case may be. It's not you don't see. I mean, what, what was the last? Uh, uh, I think there was one mash a school shooting that involved uh, a black kid that was a shooter. Yeah. And then before yeah. that, it was what the DC sniper. That was I was just gonna say the, that, the last one I remember was the DC sniper in like two thousand two. Right. Right. And I, I'm not trying. Yeah. I'm not trying I, to, I think. Go ahead. I think two years ago it it was a um it was a black kid, but I think only one. It was a school shooting because it happened in the school, but. Only one person was, um, I got I got to look it up again, but I think only one person was killed and he had a specific issue with that kid. So it wasn't like yeah. a mass, you know, I'm just trying to kill anyone, I, anyone that I can. But those are still instances like you can count on one hand. Right. Right. <laughs> right. And they, they isolated incidents. And, I, and I'm not, I'm not, I'm not going to sit here and, um, I want to be careful to not demonize, uh, white people as a whole. No, right? Right. but look at the statistics man like y'all hey look wh white folks and i mean i'm talking about half of myself too right the white yeah. folks listen <laughs> yeah do better and quit with this bullshit yeah. man like just let let folks live man what yeah the, i don't understand the amount of anger and hatred 
and and evil you could have in your heart to just open fire on a group of people just indiscriminately. Absolutely. I, I don't get it. Yeah, I really don't like, get it. I'm like, I'm like innocent people. I'm, right. I'm even thinking about that shooting in Las Vegas a couple years ago. Right. Right. With the dude with the bump stock and the, and the, up in the that was crazy at Absolutely. the country at the country concert. At the co- yeah, and it was just like you know people just having a good time, minding their own business, like just like innocent people that didn't deserve to die. And I mean it's. It's really frustrating and really saddening, and it just, it just, you know, it just makes me think. It's like, you know, and and again, you know, going back to what Joe was saying, you know, obviously it's not every white person. You know, there's a lot of white people out there that hate the shit that aren't about it. Right, right. You know, right, they're right. actually like trying to make efforts to like uh, fight this stuff. But right. then it's like, you know, but then the but then the other side is like, white people are really good at racism. Yeah, man. Yeah, man. <laughs> Oh, that's a that's an interesting concept, bro. That's an int- I got a, I got a friend who is white, and I promise you, there is not a racist bone in his body, bro. Like he loves everyone. He's one of those people that is trying to make efforts to show people, like, hey, it's not all of us. Like I swear to God, it's not all of us. And he'll, you know, he'll educate his family and cuss them out, and you know, point out their bullshit. But, but. This man is the king of racist jokes. It's like a superpower with this nigga. And I'm like, it's it's so unfortunate that you're white and you're so good at this, bro. Like, <laughs> so when you say white people are really good at racism, like, damn, that's that's heavy. That's heavy. White people are the Michael Jordan of racism. <laughs> oh, this is true. They out there balling. Oh yeah. my god. Uh, I'm telling you, y'all out here balling. Yeah. I ain't lying. I ain't lying. This is true, but you know, yeah. then it make you then it no, make Michael you wonder. Jordan, no racism. And it kind it kind of makes me wonder if I mean, and you're right, it's savage. It's savage as hell, right? Yeah. And I think a lot of it boils down to uh, to mental health, absolutely, and a, and a lack of therapy, and um, yeah. just the just the negative connotation that goes along with psychotherapy, man, mm-hmm. and like digging into your problems mm-hmm. and yeah. your traumas and fixing that, right? Oh yeah, because, I mean, I mean, I guarantee you. And, and they, they say this too, hurt people hurt people, right? Absolutely. So when you've undergone yeah. trauma and you have trauma that you haven't faced and you haven't explored and talked to somebody about in your life, you want to traumatize other people. Absolutely. It's yeah. like you don't know how to properly process your own feelings and, right. feelings and emotions. So you just so you just lash out and you just go off. I mean, you that's deal with them and you ignore them. I mean, that's the that's something it. that we as men had to deal with. Like, you know, obviously black people we have like a, a tough strained relationship with therapy we're sure. not you know we're, sure. oh, oh yeah you know, you know like we were always told oh you know jesus is gonna take care of it you know right, so right, we have right. That, and then combined with you know this white man and their you know it's it's just like toxic masculinity whether it's like white or black sure um so that's one thing that i've been discovering on my road because i actually just started uh doing therapy this past year that's what's oh up. nice yeah, bro yeah that's what's up. nah man it was like you know, like it was something that my wife was she'd been talking to me about it and you know at first i was like <laughs> but then I'm like, you know, <laughs> i don't want this to be the type of thing where like it fucks my shit up because you know i'm trying to be you know 
some dude that don't think he don't like the tough guy. Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah. Yeah. And I just, I just like acknowledged it. It's like, okay, yeah, you're right. I need to. And it's, and it's not even something that was like a dramatic thing or just, just stuff. It's just like, man, I just like, it's something that everybody needs. Sure. Right. Sure. Everybody, everybody needs it. And it all boils down yeah. to, that, to that fear of vulnerability, right? Right. To that fear of, of being weak in, in front of somebody else or admitting a wrong or a shortcoming absolutely you know, or even hurt yeah know? i mean because it's hard to do yeah and i'll put it to you like this i mean i am not like the most like alpha male like stereotypical blah blah, well, blah wait 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 dude. wait when you when you said you wanted to do the podcast you said you were the most alpha <laughs> male <right? laughs> what it is do you like big dog, <laughs> big nuts. No, no. That's I'm it. Even saying, like, no, I'm even saying for me, that's like that's you know that's like not like a total typical like you know over male toxic male masculinity dude. And mm -hmm. even I have things where like I struggle with like, man, I don't, I don't want to do that because that's you know that's soft, whatever. Like blah blah blah. Yeah. So if 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 I can recognize that part in myself, and I'm not. This broy broy dude. How much more is the broy broy dude gonna be like that? So let me ask you a question, Jaffa. Right. When, when I when right. I checked when I checked out your LinkedIn and you had the quote that said King Kong, King Kong ain't got shit on me. <laughs> was you lying? You was lying? You what was did lying you mean? What did you mean by what that? What did you mean sir? by that? Because like, okay, hold on, hold on. I'm taking notes. I'm taking notes. I'm, I'm gonna send this to HR. Hold on. Yeah. Ain't got shit on me. Yeah. Well, I mean, false. you know. Okay. That's the LinkedIn quote. That's the like, like, let them all know I ain't fucking around. <laughs> <laughs> all right, so I got, I got a question here about this about this case here in Portland, right? Did they did they catch a shooter? Yes, they did. Okay. Actually, tell, yeah. tell me about this guy. I was just reading about how um, it said that four others were injured by Smith's handgun before someone returned fire and injured Smith, sending him to the hospital in critical condition. Uh, nice. Police have not said whether they will charge Smith with a crime. What? Is, they did didn't you, say whether they were going to charge him with a crime. Is that what you just said? Say that again? Yeah, uh, let me read it again. Okay. Portland's police have not said whether they will charge Smith with a crime. The police initially described the killing as a confrontation between an armed homeowner and armed protests. Stirs. Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> were they in his house protesting? I'm trying to figure out. No. What it, they were in his neighborhood. Oh, oh, but not in his Not in his house, house. no. Okay, all right. Um, yeah, I'm confused. Yeah. Also, another thing, too, I was going to say that um, one of the things that they were protesting was um, the shooting of Emir Locke, a black man who was mm -hmm. fairly shot by police in Minneapolis, yeah, yeah, which yeah. you know about mm -hmm. that. So that was, you know, so that was part of the main reason why the protests even happened. People are protesting police violence and police supporters are like, no, fuck that. They don't do that. And they come up and do something violent. I don't understand how y'all don't see this. You know, like. Well, yeah, the irony is not lost on me. I say that. Or me. Um, I, I, yeah, I don't, I don't get it either, man. No, 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 not, not y'all. I mean, just that, that side, that camp. Oh, I, yeah, I, I, I know what you were saying. I just thought I'd add that in there. <laughs> so, yeah. <laughs> the frustrating thing is that you're seeing these police respond and do their job based on their political or ideological beliefs instead of just, you know, protecting these people because they're people. Mm. You, know, yeah. mm. you know, just like they're seeing them as these little, you know, libtards, you know, blah, 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 like whatever. Yeah. Pink, pink hair activists. Pink hair, yeah, 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 yeah. Instead of just, you know, 
these are people, people. that should be should be protected. American citizens, rights. absolutely, with rights, yeah. just like everybody else. That's why. So, they, so we still don't know if this guy's gonna have charges, right? Is no, that, we don't. Mm-hmm. I mean, um, I'll stay on it and look it up, and you know, you know, keep my finger on the pulse, as right, I say, right, just to right. see like right. what's gonna go on with this. But yeah, it's pretty, it's pretty maddening, and you know, people should be able to stand up, you know, for rights or injustices peacefully. Should be able to. and be able to do that peacefully and not have to be scared that they're gonna be shot down in the fucking street. Right, under so, fear of violence. Yeah, that's crazy. Yeah. That's wild. That's wild. Okay. Alright, Deaf Perspective listeners, we're gonna take a short break. We will be right back with All right. a special discussion about the conflict in the Ukraine. Stay with us. Yeah. yeah. Okay, Deaf Perspective listeners, we are back. We have a special discussion today about the conflict in Ukraine and Russian aggressions in Ukraine. Um, I think I want to start off by saying that this is nothing new. This conflict. No, not at all. It's not a new story. It's just come to a head, right? Yeah. Um, This conflict has been brewing for, man, almost, what, 20 years, I think. Oh, yeah. Yeah, even more so than that. Just with, like, the, you know, just that part of the world and all the upheaval and all the, the turmoil that it's been through. It's just all just kind of like led up to this right now. Sure, sure. And uh, you know, we also want to say too that our hearts go out to the Ukrainian people. Absolutely. And you know, absolutely. Yeah, just the people that are living through this right now. They're, they're you know, like their families and people that are just you know trying to live and survive. It's like my, you know, my heart and all our hearts go out to them. You know, but we just hope that you know everyone can stay as safe as possible. I think I think it's safe to say that. Uh, None of us, none of the three of us, uh, know what it's like to be in a war-torn area. Absolutely, I've, not. I've never been in an area where I've lived and uh, I've, there's been shelling. Um, yeah. I mean, gunshots, sure, right? But like shelling and bombs and not knowing whether or not I'm gonna survive through the night yeah. um, has never been a worry of mine. And that's a privilege that we are afforded by living in the United States. But that also right. comes with a price. Absolutely, right. Um, and that price is that our government is not innocent nope. in this conflict. Not at all. Um, the actions that previous administrations have taken have brought us here to this place. And I'm not at all taking any of the fault away from Vladimir Putin and the oligarchy in Russia um, for this conflict and the, the imperialism that Vladimir Putin um, Absolutely. You is know, guilty of. Yeah, because I even saw something to where, you know, and it's funny because this sounds familiar, you know, this familiar themes, but, you know, all of this kind of goes back to what Putin was trying to do, just trying to restore the former glory of Russia. Right, right, right. So, you know, and this sounds sounds familiar because remember, we just had to deal with somebody that ran on a platform of restoring the former glory of a country and making it great again. Right. Um, yeah. Right. So you know, it's like, hmm, it's you know, it's like, should we really be surprised that there's such you know butt buddies, you know? Sure. Sure. Um, and we well, we saw we saw this this kind of um, this really uh, took a spotlight um, in global news with the annexation of the Crimean Peninsula. Mm-hmm. Right. We're familiar with that. 
um, and I think that's where uh, that's where all this kind of started, right? Um, but there was a an agreement that was signed in 2015. It was a ceasefire and withdrawal of heavy weapons from the front line in the Donbass region. Okay, so this agreement was a trilateral agreement between the Ukraine, Russia, and the OSCE in the Ukraine during a conflict back in 2014. Now, since 2014, it's my understanding that there have been 14,000 casualties between the separate separatist regions in eastern Ukraine and central and western Ukraine, which is, in from my understanding, which is being governed by a right wing, a far right government mm -hmm. that is very right. fascist. Yes. Um, the U.S. has been supplying weapons. Our country has been supplying weapons to a fascist regime that we propped up back in 2014. And this is not the first time that America has done this. Oh no, hell no, hell no. Yeah. We have a history of doing this That's, bullshit. I right? mean, pretty I mean, much since day one. We, arm, we armed Osama bin Laden, yeah. right? Yeah, exactly. <laughs> to, to fight the Russians, as a I matter mean, of fact, didn't yeah. do yeah. not? Yeah, exactly. Right? Mm -hmm. So, um, mm -hmm. and we saw how that turned out for mm -hmm. us. So, I don't know if you guys are familiar with the Azov Battalion? You, you know what this is? No. Let me make sure I got the, the Azov Battalion is a far-right militia that is part of the National Guard in the Ukraine. If you look at their flags, I'm about to pull it up right now, I'm going to show Jaffa. Oh yeah, I've seen that. Uh, I've seen that. What's that look like to you, Jaffa, on that flag right there? <laughs> what's that look like to you? I mean, it looks like <laughs> a big Z, but if you flip it upside down, I know what it looks like. <laughs> <laughs> that, sir, looks like a brand new swastika to me. Mm-hmm. Um, New and improved. Yes, yes. So, I mean, Vladimir Putin. Yes, bad man. Bad yeah. man. I'll no. give you that. No, not a good dude. Not a good dude. At all. But I, I will say that uh, the coverage that this conflict is getting in the media serves as a distraction to what else is going on in the world, to the atrocities that our country is guilty of right. in other parts of the world, yeah. whether it be drone attacks, whether it be uh, propping up governments, putting yeah. leaders in place, mm -hmm. um, CIA operations all right. over the the northern Africa, uh, the Mediterranean, the Black yeah. Sea, any, right. anything yeah. that borders Russia or any any country that we, we feel like is a threat to us, right? Yeah. You know, because you also got to think about like. Uh, I want to say in like 1980, that whole conflict that Afghanistan had with Russia. Sure, sure, sure. You know, yeah. and like how that all turned out too. Yep. So the, 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 there's all these things that, you know, we only see a, a little bit from what we hear on the news or what, you know, we're allowed to hear. Mm -hmm. But, uh, right. you know, there's a lot more that mm -hmm. goes on behind the scenes. There's mm -hmm. some, you know, yeah. Well, yeah, dude, Saudi, Saudi Arabia is, is bombing the hell out of Yemen right now. Like, for real, for real. So, you know, like like you said, the, the the world is focused on Russia invading Ukraine, but like the same thing is happening in so many parts of the world, man. It's crazy. Yeah, yeah, it's nuts. And like that's the thing too. It's like the media and the news networks. It's like they know about all of this, right? But they're for whatever reason. Well, they got a boss that says, no, you can't air that. Exactly. Right. Exactly. No, we can't yeah. put that out. This is what's hot right now. Right. It's is like, we got to do this. Putin bad then, man. 
Yeah. Right. <laughs> so let's let's focus on that. Yeah. You know, don't worry about what's happening in uh, Eritrea. Yeah. Don't worry about what's right. happening in Somalia. Not Eritrea, yeah. but Tigray. Right. Don't worry about what's happening in Somalia. Mm-hmm. Let's take yeah. our eyes off of Syria. Yeah. We don't need to worry about that. And some of the stuff does get reported on, you know, other news networks or other websites or like ones that you know aren't you know big it's like mainstream mainstream Mm -hmm. exactly it's like you know if you if you know what's up and you're already like looking at this stuff and looking at other alternate news sources then you're hearing about some of this stuff but you know but most of america you know like most people just going in and out of their daily lives like aren't looking at that stuff did you guys did you guys know that israel israel is currently uh bombing syria yeah, yeah. I did not know that. Absolutely. Well, if you don't know what to look up, you're not gonna know. If exactly. you just if you're just watching the news, you're probably not gonna hear about it, mm-hmm. right? And and this is this is one thing I want to say to the listener. Um, if you don't know where to good where to get good news from, a lot of times you can follow Twitter accounts from journalists who are over in these countries, and you can watch these these events happen in real time. Yeah, no, I see. That's the thing is like these these journalists that are on the ground that are. I'll tell you one that's really good is um, uh, Hanrahan is his last name. He does a podcast called Popular Front. Oh, okay. He yeah, used yeah. to work for uh, mm. Jake Jake Hanrahan. He okay. used to work for um, Vice News, mm-hmm. and what he specializes in is going into war torn areas, right? And interviewing people and finding out what the conflict is really about on the ground. So yeah, yeah. I hardly I hardly endorse other podcasts on this podcast, but. <laughs> Popular Front is definitely one to listen to. You're going to get some really good key information from um, Jake Hanrahan. I think it's very easy to get upset and to focus on pointing the fingers at who is wrong in a conflict when what we should really focus on is the people that are dying and the people that are suffering because... Two leaders want to have a bull session or a dick measuring contest. Yeah, right? I was just gonna say like who's who, like who's like who's got the biggest dick in the room. Right, right. And yeah. you know it's sad when thousands or even millions of people have to die for a dick measuring contest. Sure, sure, sure. And and that's and that's the thing, man. You know they they fight for for resources and, and for land and you know ways to develop their empire, but you know. Those are governments, and the governments don't die. It's people that die. It's it's us that that gets caught in the middle in Russia and in Ukraine, and on you know in in Israel and in Palestine and and all these different um, engagements. So it's war that is um war that is a real fucking issue, yeah, and it's absolutely. war that we really need to need need to work towards stopping. And man, I. I a part of that comes with taking the power away from governments and, and returning it back to people. You know what I'm really what I'm really, really hoping for is a revolution in Russia. Yes. And the rise of the Communist Party in Russia. Yeah. Um, to restore the power of the proletariat there. That's what um, and to, to to topple the oligarchs. Right. That's what I'm yeah. hoping for. Because that's what's going to be interesting. It's like what's going to happen um after putin and who's going to be in power after putin Mm -hmm. if it's going to be someone that's just one of his puppets Mm -hmm. well then it's going to be business as usual sure sure but if it's somebody else and if they're going to denounce putin sure and you know his methods and his 
you know, his administration. Sure. Then we will probably see some real change. Yeah. But um, well, you know, this the Russians are protesting in the streets right yeah. now, like by the yeah. thousands in every Absolutely. major Russians. Yeah. They don't. They do not want to go to war. My encounter with the Russian people, they were like really sweet people, like kind of tough exterior, mm -hmm. but really sweet, genuine people. Sure. And you know, that's also I'm saying that to say that I'm not trying to demonize the the Russian people or anything like that. Right. What they're suffering through is a lot of what we're suffering through as Americans where it's like we have like these exactly. bad where, where we have these bad apples mm -hmm. that unfortunately are in charge and running shit. Mm -hmm. And they're ruining it for like everybody. But the rest of us are, you know, just decent people just trying to feed our families and right. you know, function through this. We're not yeah. so different. We're not so different. Exactly. We absolutely aren't right. We so don't I, I had resources. a I, I had someone on Facebook. I had I had to check them and let them know they they made an ignorant ass post, and I know it's a feeling that some people may have. And he said, "All Russians in America need to be out by tonight." And I had no, to let them know, might, no, no, that might be the dumbest no. shit that I that I that I think I've I've heard yeah, in a very yeah. long time. And I, I had to check that, but that's the mentality that keeps this going. That's that Nazi mentality. That's yeah, that, that xenophobia, that's mentality. man. That's that. Yeah, dude. That's that shit that we did in World War Two when we put Japanese in yeah. internment camps. Yeah. Right. I exactly. Know exactly. Now, no. You know, and people, we, we, people don't know their history, man. People yeah. don't know their yeah. history, man. But but like you said, we're not so different, man. People are so quick to demonize Russians, but it's not. The people, it is governments. It is governments that is absolutely, absolutely. Um, no, but but speaking of um, before we get off the subject, speaking of oligarchs, did you brothers know that uh, Elon Musk, elongated muskrat, has just uh, set up what is it, Starlink or what is it called? His uh, what's that? His internet. It's what? um. He, so so he he's given satellite access to the internet to Ukraine. So as Russia is invading, of course, you know, they're, they're attacking major, um, a lot of major buildings and it's, it's knocking out Wi-Fi and I mean, knocking out internet for the whole country. Um, Elon Musk just set up the satellite over and, and given the receivers to Ukraine and, uh, yeah, dude, he's he's helping Ukraine stay connected to the internet. Okay, so I'm I'm on I'm on board with that, but um I, I I'm gonna I'm gonna say this right here is as long as he is offering that to everywhere that has blackouts, yeah, then I'm okay as long as that's equitable, right? You know what mm -hmm. I mean? They're cool. Well, and, right? and see again, that's that's the thing about Twitter. The um the president of Ukraine just hit him up on Twitter. It's like, yo. You know, help help us out. You see, we're being invaded. Uh, send send your satellite shit, your Starlink shit to uh to the Ukraine, so we can stay connected to the internet. And he just did it, just like that. That's what's up. You know, I got a lot of bad things to say about these billionaires, but that that's me too. That's, that's but, a cool move. That's well, a cool move. Even a broken clock, you know. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> but, but real quick, I actually wanted, um, I actually have this article uh, from Vice News, and you know, people will say what you will about Vice. There's, you know, there's definitely some, you know, goofy entertainment shit that they do. They definitely have a slant, um, but they do have some, you know, some good articles from time to time. Uh, yeah. They have this. Uh, so they had this interview with. Uh, Lieutenant Commander Alexander Vindman, uh, just re recently fresh off his uh, 
Kerber Enthusiasm cameo. But they had an interview with him. Uh, if you don't know who Alexander Vindman is, he was one of the dudes that was responsible for uh, the first impeachment. Um, he was basically there. Of Cheeto Vader, the amigo hater? Uh, yes, okay. exactly. Okay. Yeah. Mm -hmm. yeah, so like he was there when uh, when he made that call to the Ukraine and said, oh, let's try to roll some shit on Biden. You know, blah, blah, blah. <laughs> yeah. So, you know, like he was, so he. You know, oh, that quid pro quo. At the pre quo quo. Oh, okay, yeah, yeah. Okay. And so then actually, I kind of want to uh, read a little bit from it because he mentions that he gets asked, do you think Trump's efforts at quid pro pro might have emboldened Putin? What impact do you think that they had? And he said, there's no question. Based on Trump's temperature towards Ukraine, I think Putin believed in a second Trump term, he could have just walked in, NATO would have potentially been destroyed, and Ukraine would have been handed on a silver platter. Of course. But that didn't turn out. Instead, you had the American public reject Trump and Trumpism, at least in sufficient numbers, for Biden to win the legal, lawful, proper election. And then the former president attempted to launch a coup and drive hyper-partisanship towards extremism and weaken the United States. Mm -hmm. To the people who don't necessarily follow it, it could seem far-fetched. They might tie these events to Biden, but look at the timing of when this buildup first started. It started in the spring of 2021, just weeks after January 6th. Trump didn't recede into the history books. He didn't go into quiet re retirement. He continued to perpetuate this big lie and sow discord. And Putin yeah. saw an opportunity in that. No, no, sorry, no. sorry to cut you off, brother. I was going to say, um, yeah, uh, Trump just did a um, he just did an interview, and he was saying, I don't know why, I don't know why Putin is is invading Ukraine. He would never do that under my leadership. You know, it's, it, it, I, I I know him very well, and um. This is this is totally unlike him. How could you get up there and say that he wouldn't do this uh, under my administration? Uh, like you're still trying to peg yourself. Yo, he did. He, he he's a beautiful that. man. Yo, I saw, I, video, I, know. <laughs> I saw video of him at one of his like America First uh, rallies. I think it was at Mar-a-Lago, and he said that exact mm. same thing. I just mm. saw a video of him saying that Absolutely. on stage, man. Um, Izzy, I got a, I got a question for you because I, I noticed that you posted something. I read a bit about this too. I was wondering if we could discuss. Um, the treatment of Nigerians on the border of Ukraine and Poland oh. right now. The Nigerian students that were like stranded in the Ukraine trying to get out. Yes. Okay. So yeah. Yeah. It's, it's my understanding that there were um, there were Nigerian students that, that I think that was it two thousand Nigerians. I don't know what the exact number. No, nah, dude. It's 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 like oh, 4, it's closer to six thousand. Okay. Six thousand. Okay. Wow. Yeah. It's 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 almost six thousand Nigerians. Okay. That's just Nigerians alone. But again, following these different accounts, you see it happening to um, to a lot of different a lot of melanated people. Yeah. The one and that I'm saying it says four thousand, but it, it is probably six thousand. Right. Right. Yeah. Right. Um, but yet, from what I understand, is they they are not allowing them to get on trains. They're not allowing to them to flights. Yeah. They're not allowing them to. They're on the border of Poland, and they're not allowing them to go into Poland. Mm -hmm. um, yeah, po yeah, Poland's not letting a lot of African people in. And I don't know. Wow. I don't know what the justification is of that, but I know what it looks like. Right. Um, yeah. I'm sure they're Absolutely. saying something about uh, citizenship and whether or not they can have what do you call that um asylum is, yes. that, is that the word i'm looking for asylum? yes that's the word asylum. yeah asylum. Mm -hmm. yeah so um I, i'm pretty sure it's got something to do with that but um it, it don't it don't look good man no and especially when you see in 
you know, in mass numbers, a, a lot of white people, a lot of European people are, are getting in and getting through no problem. Yeah, yeah, it's absolutely sad. That's wild. You know, and it's like, my heart goes out to those people because, you know, a lot of them are students and younger people. They're just looking, you know, just to be safe and, and escape with their lives and they're being held up because of this conflict that shouldn't even be happening in the first place. Right. And, and and how can I, you know, look at this and see it happening and not feel like it is what it is, you know? Right. Yeah. Right. So, you know, peace and much love to my Nigerian brothers and sisters out there. That's what's up. That's what's up. You know, we hope we hope for their safety. Yeah. So um, I wanted to also touch on, uh, if we can, NATO and the expansion of NATO just for just for a bit. Yeah. And uh, the origins of NATO. Now. It was created to uh, push back Russian influence and communist influence. Right? So it, says it, was, yeah. it began in 1949. Okay. Um, it's after World War II. But at, kind of like at the height of the Cold War. Like as sure. the Cold War was, as it was heating beginning. up. Sure, sure, sure. The North Atlantic Treaty Organization. Um, and I'm pretty positive that, I mean, well, it's it's been said that Vladimir Putin and the Russian government sees NATO as a threat to yes. Russia, which rightfully so, they were created mm -hmm. to combat yeah, Russian to expansion combat their and communism, and, you know, <laughs> right? just to kind of keep them in check, basically. And I think one of the biggest moving pieces in this story about the Ukraine is the Ukraine asking to be part of NATO and then bordering Russia. Right. Yeah. Mm -hmm. I can understand how an authoritarian like Vladimir Putin could take that as a threat right to his power mm -hmm. and to his administration not saying he's right for doing it yeah right but i am saying that there are actions that the u.s could have taken to avoid this conflict absolutely okay um putin has the blame but so do we you're right right there's no good actors in this no but right. the people are suffering right absolutely and we see this time and time again with conflicts all over the globe right mm -hmm. is that there's really no no party that has an army, at least, that's fighting. Yeah. That is, uh, that's the good guy. Mm -hmm. You know, no one's without blame. Yeah, absolutely. Know? But, you know, they say what the children suffer for the sins of their fathers, right? Yeah. And that's what we're seeing. Mm -hmm. It's innocent men, women, and children dying. Yeah. At the hands of these, uh, warmongers. Yeah. Right. Why should they go out to fight? They leave that all to the poor. Right. Sure. No. Sure. Okay, so that's all we have for the Ukraine story, guys. Um, I'm sure you're going to hear what you hear on the news. Also, check out your alternate news sources. Check out your Twitter. Um, check out Popular Front with Jake Hammerhand. Um, dude's got some really, really uh, poignant takes on conflicts all over the globe. Mm -hmm. He's a great reporter. Um, so we're going to move into uh, probably the media review section. But I'm going to use the bathroom real quick, guys. And I'm going to check on um, my godfather, Papa J, real quick. Uh, so I'll be right back, okay? Y'all got to chop it up. Do what you do. All right. Yeah. Hello? 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 Yeah. Mm. Hello? What's up? Yes. What's is, up? This, is this the front desk? <laughs> Do what? I need a wake-up call for 5.25 a.m. Papa, Papa Jake, what are you doing? 
I was calling the front desk, and apparently they are short-staffed because the colored boy that usually runs the elevator is answering the phones. Oh, you can't say that Olive. shit. Why not? I'm not colored. I'm transparent. You're colored. He sounds colored. This isn't a phone. It's a mic set up for a podcast. Ah! Podcasting. I was a podcaster for three straight summers in Cornelia, Georgia in the mid-1930s. Then I tired of shelling peas and casting the pods and went on to Potato Coach. You <laughs> mean couch potatoes? No, you lazy bastard. A Potato Coach. I was in Idaho. It has been scientifically proven that potatoes grow better with words of affirmation. Papa J, you know you are on the radio right now, right? Oh, yes, yes, the radio. The box with the incessant noise emitting from it. The chatter chest is what we used to call it. It proved obsolete in the fall when the networks... You mean, you mean the TV networks? No, no, no. The crab nets, they would break in the summer. So the second best thing was to listen to the radio until we fixed them. And now the networks... Go, oh, oh Lord. where is that homeboy brother of yours? You know what, Papa J, I think it's time for, for you to take a nap. I bet you're hoping I don't wake up from this one. You won't ever get your cotton-picking hands on one filthy emancipator penny of mine. I know what you're up to. J. Archibald Sr., I don't need a dime from you. Oh, you should go get a job. I remember in my day, the colored boys, or as I like to call them, the little nigglets, would work all day in the fields. That is, until the invention of the gin. Oh, gin? Okay, Mr. Archibald, you like to sip it up? You like a little G&T? No, you wretched drunkard! The cotton gin put all the lazy blokes out of work. Now they lazy? But you just said they worked hard. I'll say whatever the hell I please. I'm 178 years old. Jay, you are 115. Oh, how the hell do you know? Uh, help me to the water closet. You gotta go to the bathroom. You're wearing your diaper, right? Heavens no. I'm wearing my paisley dookie and banana briefs. Dolce and Gabbana? No, dookie and banana, because that's the only thing you'll find in there. <laughs> hey, Papa J, can I ask you a question? You just did. Okay, can I ask you another? Again, you asked another. I could do this all night. Alright, well, what's your secret to being so sharp and agile at 115 years old? Can you not hear? I said I'm 178 years old. Every day I start with a glass of water and a good stretch. Okay. Then there's something green to eat. Uh-huh. But what really sustains me is my deep-rooted disdain and furious hatred for the black-hearted Swedes. <laughs> <laughs> oh. uh, okay, Papa Jay, say, say goodbye to Izzy and Jaffa. Oh no, oh no, someone help me. They're taking me away. Help me, they're taking me away. Okay, alright. Alright guys, I'm back. Yeah, what, what, what I miss? Uh, oh man. <laughs> Nothing, bro. Nah, Nothing, bro. Nah. Okay, Deaf Perspective listeners, we will be right back with our world-class media review, and we're going to pop a pop quiz question on Jaffa. 
Alright. He has no idea what it is. Okay. But we're gonna hit it with something special. Alright. Y'all stay tuned. Hit me up. To Death Perspective. Yeah! Okay, Death Perspective listeners, we are back for our world-class media review. Izzy the Lion. Yes, sir. What up, homie? I know. What up, man? I know. You got an obscure musical mm. selection for mm. us mm. this week. Yes, sir. Hit me with it, dog. <laughs> Hit me with it. <laughs> what up? So this week album is from a South African artist named Something Soweto. Something Soweto. Something uh, Soweto. Oh, wait, hold on, because you know yeah. I do this every damn week. I'm going to need you to spell that for me. Something. So, so something is, is spelled S-A-M-T-H-I-N-G. So something. Okay, I got the artist. And, and his last name Soweto. S O. W E T O. Okay. Yes, sir. What's the album? What's and that's the, album? the that's that's the village he's from. Okay. So um dude dude is a singer, songwriter, composer, just a musical genius, man. Um he's singing in his native language. That's but because up. uh because South Africa has like eleven recognized languages, I don't know which one. <laughs> I don't that's know right. which one he's speaking that's now. Right. I, I tried to find out. That's all right. But um but the brother can sing for sure, though, man. The name of the album is called "Is Pity Pity," and I I spell that for you too. It's I S P H I T I P H I T I T H I. It's yeah. pity pity. <laughs> it's pity. So it, it look it looks like it's fit fifty fifty. That's what it looks like if you if you know say if you're writing it out, but it's pronounced it's it's pity pity. That's that's what it um. I got I got I got a I S P H I T H I P H I T H I. It's pithy pithy. <laughs> that's what I got. That might that might that might be right. I mean, if I you mean, look them up, y'all gonna yeah. find it. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Find it. All right, all right, all right. But um, if so- something Soweto, uh, it's pithy pithy is is dope. Um, in his language, he said it means commotion or being really busy. He described the album as, you know, being his, um, kind of representing his life right now with all the traveling, finding producers and folks to work with, and just, you know, the ups and downs of life. <coughs> Excuse me. That's what's up. The, um, yeah, this, no, that this, sounds dope. The, the single on the album um, is called Aku, Aku, Aku Laleki, and it's going platinum, and it features DJ Mafarisa. And uh, he, produ- oh, he co-produced the Scorpion DJ King. Oh, yeah, yeah, the, the one. Oh, I, yeah. Shit, okay, yeah. so this is this Mafro beat. This Mafro beat is this we listen to here. Oh, I, I, absolutely. Okay. But but homie is singing, bro. Yeah, okay. Dude, dude, it's a crazy voice. Mm-hmm. Yeah, crazy, man. crazy voice. Oh, all right, so man, it's, so it sounds like it could be you know if you dig something like Hootie or some Alu uh, yeah. uh, Melvin or. Miriam yeah, Bama, like okay. this is gonna be in that you know this is gonna be in that dope wheelhouse. Sounds Santa like absolutely, okay. and yeah. it's it's super big in um in South Africa right now. He um he just broke a record of um like the like the album itself was pre added on Apple Music South Africa. Um, the record was previously held by Billy Eilish. So uh so the boy is doing numbers. You know he's 
Biggie yeah. to Billy Eilish out there. So looked like he got that's dope. This one track you talking about, he's got four million nine hundred and ten thousand plays right here. So dang. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Okay. Yeah. So it's yeah. It's uh. It's it's, it's South Africa is, is holding this man up. But check it out, man. It's it's super dope. It's it's. I, I think you'll really like it. And because it's in a different language, you know, I can't say much to the lyricism, but it's definitely songs on there that sound like pure poetry. And it's one song on there that is definitely a prayer. So um, you know, like the the music around that, it really accompanies that well. Um, so like 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 you said, Joe, it's definitely the music you want to put on in the living room. It's, it's dope study music too or cleaning music you know you can put it on and you know it, it, it makes for very good background music while still being very engaging it's real dope man so check it out that's what's up that's what's up okay so his only regret is that the album is only in zulu and it's not ah, zulu. zulu it's joburg zulu that's what okay that's oh, what i'm getting okay okay that's what's up okay that's what's up. All right. All right. So is that what you do? Is you be cleaning the house to it? Oh man, I put it on doing whatever. I go on a long drive with it on. That's what's up. Okay. Just vibe music. Yeah. Just vibe uh-huh. music. That's where it's at. It's definitely okay. a vibe, man. Okay. All so, right. Jaffa. Yes. What good records are you running across at the record shop? Oh, and yeah. matter of fact, you want to plug the record shop? Yeah. You can yeah. Do that. So so I work at this. Uh, I work at this record shop called Econo Jam Records. Yeah. It's on uh, 25th and Telegraph. Yeah, in Oakland, um, California. In Oakland, yeah. Like, hit us up. Uh, we have a page on Discogs, so we do mail order, mm. too. Hell yeah. Um, and we also have a strong presence on uh, Instagram. You can, you know, look us up on there. It's Econo Jam Records, one word. And we post records for sale Sunday through Thursdays at 8 o'clock. You yeah. can go on there if you see something that you like, comment sold, we'll hold it up for you. If you're local, you can come and pick it up. But if you live elsewhere, again, we do mail order. That's what's up. Um, so, nice. yeah. So, so I think two records I'm thinking of that came to mind. Uh, dude, I, um, I got that new Beach House that came out last week. I don't beach know. House. Beach House. Yeah. Tell me about Beach House. So, Beach House, they're this uh, duo from Baltimore. Mm-hmm. And they've been around for like the probably past like 10, 15 years. Um, it's like a couple, or maybe they used to be a couple. I don't know. Um, but uh, they're on Sub Pop. Um, and it's really just like. Is it Sub Hop? Uh, sub Pop? No, no uh, Sub Pop. Okay. Sub Pop is a label from Seattle. Okay, okay, uh, okay. You know, I thought this was a genre. I'm like, yeah, I yeah, yeah. heard of this. Mm-hmm. <laughs> but, uh, um,. But yeah, so Beach House has been around for the past 10, 15 years. It's very uh, just super like dream pop, shoegaze. Yeah. Mm. Um, and, uh, uh, I fuck with the dream pop. <laughs> dude, if, if you fuck with the dream pop, it's like, this is, you know, like, they're, they're, they're easily one of my favorite, like, modern bands from the past few years wait let me interrupt you because okay. i thought i thought the dream pop was like the orange ice cream with the vanilla on it it's, what's that is that not right oh that's a good one yeah yeah is that the no, that's a cream sickle yeah yeah like cream sickle right, my, i digress go yeah. ahead my bad but uh <laughs> um, you know it's it's a genre that's very like dreamy sounding lots of like reverb um it definitely like oh. paints this like you know cinematic picture in your head yeah all this stuff um and like again i've been fucking with this band for a while but they just put out 
a new record called uh, Once Twice Melody, and it's a double album. Oh. And um, you can get like the regular version, but then you can get this like deluxe edition that comes in this big white box, mm. and just the packaging is just like just you know the packaging looks great and it's is, nice. Is there additional songs on the deluxe version or is it, is no, it just a nice, nice box? No, it's just a nice box. Okay, you okay, know? okay. But, um, you know, but like, 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 even if you're not doing vinyl, you know, it's on Spotify, it's like streaming and it's very, like, uh, um, it's very cinematic, it's very, like, you know, it's, you listen to these songs and they, like, take you to different places and it's, you know, it's, mm. it's, and, and they've gotten popular mainly because like the vibes are so strong you nice know so, so like yeah you know, like it's definitely one of those things that you just like put on if you're you know if you're with your lady or if you're with your man it's very just you know the, you know the, the vibes are nice that's like, a yeah so that's like they've gotten you know they've really kind of blown up in the past two years mainly because like they haven't done a bad record mm. and it's just all is this, it lyrics too or is it all instrumental uh no it's lyrics that's you know okay. uh, like yeah like they have like a female singer so okay. you know I, I would compare it to you know mazzy star or okay. slow dive or just you know, like bands like that that are just like super dreamy and trippy and like psychedelic in a good way that's what's up and yeah nice. nobody likes psychedelic in a bad way <laughs> yeah no, nobody exactly. right <laughs> <laughs> yeah so i mean and because it's also kind of funny because like i'm really into like shoegaze and dream pop but my wife isn't mm -hmm. and it's funny because her and her friends love beach house so it's kind of like that's like mm. one of those things where like this band is kind of like in that venn diagram of like i love it because it sounds like you know, this and british bands from late 80s early 90s mm -hmm. they yeah. like it because they like it they're actually coming to the greek in april and the tickets are crazy expensive mm. but what were they running they're like at least 150. Ooh. Yeah, like it's it's mm. I know it's 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 that's, nuts. That's what that's nosebleeds. That's like I, I think that's like lawn even or you know oh. like like Gen Ed or something. Um, but um, but yeah, like we were like listening to the record last weekend, and like my wife's just like, no, fuck it, Let's <laughs> so yeah. And uh, um, so I've been listening to that, and then um, also there's this other record. Um, it's this cop by this label called Light in the Attic, this label out of Seattle. Mm -hmm. And they do a lot of like really cool re reissues. They did all the the Betty Davis reissues that just came out last year. Word uh, up. Yeah, and you know, once again, like, like rest in power to, to that goddess. Um, but they're also known for doing like really great compilations. You said um, Betty Davis? Betty Davis, do you know about Betty Davis? No, okay, so real quick. Uh, so Betty Davis was Miles Davis's wife. Oh, okay, okay, okay. In the okay. late 60s, early 70s. Okay. And she was responsible, like, for playing him, you know, Hendrix and Sly and getting them to, like, you know, dress different. And this was kind of when, like, you know, that this was happening in the 60s and all that change. Mm -hmm. And all that shit was basically what inspired him to and to do his electric era, like Bitches Brew and In a Sign Away and all mm -hmm. of that. Um, but in addition to that, um, she was a singer and she made these records of like funk rock 
that was just mm-hmm. like if you if you look if you look up the term bad bitch in the dictionary, you find a picture of her. <laughs> She's yeah. Like, yeah. yeah, she was like you know she was like she like she did these records. She had like you no know, like songs like he was a big old freak. Um, you know if I'm in, you know if I'm in luck, I just might get picked up. And she had this like this this fashion style, and this like in your face sexuality that was like raw and yeah what that consists of showing kneecap huh that consisted of showing kneecaps <laughs> oh i mean she was, show, she was showing more than a kneecap uh, <laughs> but at the time in the early 70s it was just like uh you know she was she was just like ahead of her time mm-hmm. and so she didn't blow up like she should have blown up because mm-hmm. you know he was either too much for rock audiences or for you know r&b audiences okay but you know now you look at you no. Know, she was basically like what she did like you wouldn't have madonna you wouldn't have no Eric, you wouldn't you wouldn't yeah have you wouldn't have Lil kim you wouldn't have Lil kim <laughs> yeah you wouldn't have yeah. Bobby b or megan Thee yeah none of any of that just like these badass women that are just like in charge of their sexuality yeah and she was kind of like the first one to really do it that wrong sure and like again at the time it was she was ahead of her time and like now like people recognize like like both ice t and ice cube have said that it's like yeah you wouldn't have these ladies if it wasn't for her right um so this label that did her reissues light in the attic right yeah okay so they just put out this compilation called um, um stone crush okay. and it's all like Memphis Soul from 1977 Ooh. to 1987 you know about that so yeah you know okay. like some of it sounds like you know what you would expect from Memphis Soul there's like a little bit of disco like a little bit of traditional Memphis Soul but most of it is like straight up 80s electro funk like okay. talking like Prince The Time Gap Band like oh, that yeah. type of vibes Moist mm-hmm. Day yeah, yeah, yeah like Moist yeah, Day yeah, like yeah. all that shit and I'm telling you man it's like these are you know these songs were done by these local people in Memphis that never blew up and they just like would record these little songs here and there when they mm-hmm. got the money or the chance to record mm-hmm. and you know all of these songs if you try to find the original singles or the original 45s mm-hmm. they cost thousands of dollars and all of this right um but all of these songs are just bangers mm-hmm. but if you put on like any one of these songs at a party it's, it's gonna go off yeah you know that's what's up i mean it was one yeah i mean it was like i heard this at work and i was like oh i'm buying this today yeah yeah yeah, <laughs> yeah. yeah so john i don't know all right so i'm, I'm gonna tell y'all a little something about Jaffa. i think Jaffa might have a problem um and there are worse things yeah but i think he's addicted to vinyl it is true. Hey, I, I feel you, brother. Is there a, is there like a support? If there's a support group out there, they say the first step is admitting that you have a problem. Yeah, and I, <laughs> yeah. I, I do have a problem. But at least he's got a clean needle every time he uses. That's the that's exactly. the good thing. <laughs> Ooh. Ooh. that's true. It's not the room spin. That it's a, the record. That was a good one. That's a good one. Uh, yeah, it's called Stone Crush. You can stream it. It's on um, Spotify, Apple Music, wherever your preferred streaming platform is. If you're not a vinyl person, um, I guarantee you all those songs are just 
instant party starters. Mm-hmm. It's, it's like hella dope. Mm-hmm. You know what I mean? Like you listen to it and you just want to start doing the worm on the floor. That's what's happening. <laughs> I'm 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 gonna put it on today. That's 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 gonna be my Sunday music. I'm gonna put it on and um and, and see what's going on. So Perfect Sunday I'm putting a lot of faith in you right now. Yeah. yeah. Well, <laughs> no, I, no, I I appreciate it, man. That's that's it's it's it's, it's good Sunday afternoon music. That's what's up. Yeah, uh, yeah. So you were you were uh, you were talking about the Venn diagram of musical interests earlier right right and uh it just brought to mind this i was working on a venn diagram uh recently um it looks like the olympic circles you know (laughs) and uh inside those is uh shikari richardson uh camilla valeva michael phelps cannabis and steroids and i'm trying to figure out (laughs) you know what i'm saying symbol you know how does that run that shit on instagram i don't know that's a good challenge I might have to come back with a result on that next week. <laughs> yeah, yeah, we need we need a photo we need Photoshop skills yeah. here. Yeah, I just I just went off the cuff with that one. It was, I yeah, that's so good. Quick. I was like, what's, what's that? That's, that? That sounds like a joke coming. Yeah. I don't know. See, right, right. You you formed that so well, bro. Yeah. God. <laughs> Jesus right, Christ. I got a uh, I got nothing else for this week. Y'all got anything? Nah, man, that's it for me. It's it's been uh, it's been dope, man. This is this is our first phone conversation. It was very uh, real natural, organic. It was it was uh, dope chopping it up with you, bro. Yeah, Jaffa is my dude. You know, I feel like for about two years, me and Jaffa have been talking about hanging out, right? And every time I see Mm -hmm. him, I'm like, I'm honking the horn, I'm waving to him, you know. And then, uh, you know, we hadn't hung out. And then, what, two Fridays ago? A couple Fridays ago, man, and, we kicked it. Yeah, and I got so lit, I decided <laughs> not to drink anymore. So we're going to have to do something else when we kick it. Mm-hmm. Yeah. And I'm going to tell y'all something about sobriety, man. This is this is, this is is a crazy thing. So for so long, I was relying on one or two drinks to loosen me up in yeah. order to be social. Mm-hmm. Your boy is having to learn how to be social again. Yeah, with, uh, yeah. with no enhancements. Yeah. Yeah. No enhancements. Okay. And one thing, one thing that I find because I went to the Moon Gate, uh, what uh, this what Friday, past Friday, yeah. is it's not really the alcohol; it's just having something in, in my your hand. hand. Right. Yeah, that's how it is. Because I was drinking mocktails and I was cool. Yeah. I was yeah. fine. Yeah. You know, my peoples was drinking. Yeah. But yeah. you know, sure, I wanted to drink, mm-hmm. but the desire to not have a drink was much stronger. Right. <laughs> you know exactly. That's good. Right. Right. Um, yeah. So, yeah. Yeah, I've had those times where I've you know done like no drinking months and stuff, and and, yeah. and and honestly, it's just it's just about having that drink in your hand, yeah. and you know, because at the same time, as as much as it's as much as it's dumb, it's like we all want to feel like we belong. Mm-hmm. We don't right. want to like look out of pocket or look out of place. So you know, sure, you know, it's just like it's as long as you like still have this and you're sipping, you know, you still feel like you're in the mix. Mm-hmm. So and just be just be honest with yourself, right? Because I know it's a lot of people out there that don't think you have a problem with drinking, but you might. Um, then that two day hangover, dude. That thing hit me hard, bro. Yeah. Like I was sober last February, not not this not this month yeah. or the past month, right? But February of 2021, mm-hmm. and then I went sober September of 2021, okay. and it felt good, yeah. right? But you know, from September to what February of this year. I've been drinking. Yeah. You know. And I saw, okay, I'm approaching a problem. We need an easy Southwest love corner about that one. <laughs> <laughs> you know it. I, 
usually what I've been doing, I mean, because, and what's been good is, like, before, like, back in the day, or, like, a few years ago, I mean, I would drink every night. And I mean every night. Mm -hmm. I, mm -hmm. I would, you know, at least come home with a six-pack of something. But, um, honestly, just kind of being married has kind of changed that, because my wife doesn't drink a lot, or not really that much. Mm -hmm. So that's kind of, like, kind of forced me to kind of change how I feel about it and my attitude i mean like you know i still like to go off every now and again but i do really kind of like that whole just one maybe two mm -hmm. but just you know just but now i more so just enjoy like sitting down at home with a cocktail or just one or two yeah and then that's it then yeah I, like yeah right mm -hmm. you know just like it's a wrap yeah also too it's like i have to be up early for work more often now so it's like man i can't be i i, I can't do two day yeah. hangovers and you know, you know? If, if it's affecting <laughs> if it's affecting your livelihood you got a problem yeah legit yeah so i just like try to just you know keep it control keep it maintained and then also just remind myself that you know i enjoyed that little buzz mm -hmm. of the one or two drinks i'm like okay this is nice mm -hmm. and just eh, yeah. got it yeah and then like after that mm -hmm. i'm like oh now this is great too because I had my little buzz, mm -hmm. and I'm good, mm -hmm. but I'm not making an ass of myself, and I ain't mm -hmm. falling over and doing well, that. You, you, you saw me in action a couple of weekends ago. <laughs> <laughs> we, was at, we was at the we Ruby Room. One. We was at the Ruby Room. Yeah, we my were guy, one, I was in my element. Yeah. <laughs> I was everywhere. Dude. It was why I, I was looking around for him. I couldn't find it. They were sticking together. They was walking around trying to find me. Yeah. I was all over the place, Dude, bro. Man, you were, yeah, you were, so I just didn't know when to stop. Yeah, and, but you know, and then also too is like you, you know, it got crowded. On the crowd. Yo, when we walked in, it was like what five people in the whole place. Yeah, and then we walked over to um, Mad Oak. Mad Oak. Yeah. Right? And it was kind of lit. It was, it was like cool. cracking we over there. there some yeah. people there. And then when we popped back over the Ruby Room. Then it was cracking Oh, there. my God. Bro, it had, mm -hmm. been, it had been 100, 120. Yeah. No, it oh, was like, man. It was like cracking. And it's yeah. a small bar, too. Yeah. It was, That's what's up. It was super lit. I was yeah. so excited to be in a crowded place. I had good vibes, bro. <laughs> right. Yeah. yeah. Like, yeah. Like, it, I mean, it was totally fun. I had a fucking blast. But it was yeah. one of those, I'm like... All right, that was the one time that mm -hmm. I went off. You mm -hmm. know, it's kind of like I'll I'll allow myself a session like that maybe once a month, mm -hmm. if that. Mm -hmm. You know, mm -hmm. it's just kind of just like it, like it definitely can't be the like weekly shit. And I was very much in the place. Where, <laughs> I was very much in the place where I was having to rely on my friends to tell me to chill out. <laughs> and that's not a good place to be, man. Yeah. It's yeah. not a good yeah. place to be, man. Really yeah, no, just like this is like even like like Michael just like oh my god, right? Yeah, Michael shook. Yeah, Michael shook. I almost kind of felt like I was like having to translate between you and him. Yeah, because he's just like you know, why are you trying to talk to all these girls? I'm like, well, bro, he's single. Yeah, and it's like okay, yes. that's what happens when you're single. It's like you're not necessarily opposed to meeting like. The girl that's gonna be the long-term connection. Because they were giving me conversation. The, that's the, why. The, like, mm -hmm. quality, yeah. yeah. But then if it's like you know the the quick little you know, you know, hey, how you you're doing? You're single and you're not coming you know? over anybody. Right. Sure, go ahead. Right, right. <laughs> I ain't bag nothing. I'm not trying to take nothing home. But you yeah, know, have some conversation. I'll chop it up. Yeah, you know, <laughs> nothing wrong with that. That's good. It's good practice, man. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. Be now. I got to do it sober. <laughs> right, right. 
looking forward to it though. I've been doing good. You oh, dude, doing good you, out here. You, you, you won't have a problem. Yeah, you do. You do's, you do's doing good out here. All right. I mean, I think that's all we got for him this week. Thanks everybody for listening. That's what's up. Keep us up on your socials, our socials. That's what's up. Hit us up if you have any questions yep. or concerns, or even if there's something that you did not agree with. Yeah. Hit us up. Yeah. Tell me. Tell me. Because so. I'll blast you on the next episode. <laughs> 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 nah, right, nah, we'll nah. make it personal. Yeah, absolutely personal. We get a little beef. We get a little Twitter beef going. Yeah, yeah, Twitter yeah. yeah. Like we ain't scared. I ain't scared. Okay. We ain't scared. But uh, I know we've been slacking on the social medias, so um, we go crank it up for y'all. You know, I'm gonna I'm try to come with some material during the week. Um, it seems as if I'm gonna have a little bit more time on my hands. So you know, we go try to make some things happen. We go get some things popping. Yeah. Um, I will say, uh, pray, send good vibes. To every war-torn area, yes, on this globe, there's a lot of imperialism going on. Absolutely, there's a lot of genocide. There's a lot of murders. There's a lot of atrocious things that are happening. And do anything that you can, man. And if you're donating to an organization, make sure you research that organization. Absolutely, um, I would recommend donating to smaller organizations than larger organizations. Alright, y'all. That's all I got this week. Alright, peace. We gonna see y'all next week. Izzy, I love you, bro. Love you too, brother. Chaka, love you, bro. All right, love you, bro. Izzy, love you too. Love you too, homie. Yeah, talking to y'all. Yeah. That's what's up. We'll see y'all next week. Yeah. To inform, all, did you have something else? Oh, yeah, I was gonna say I have a couple, couple of wrecks too. But oh, well, that's what we was gonna jump into right here. Yeah. And I had a little, you know, I, I thought I was gonna hit him with a little pop quiz, but it looks like he came prepared. Yeah, he can do that too. Yeah, but yeah. He, he hit the recommended reading material. That, uh, <laughs> <laughs>